Show, Week 5, College Football Debauchery Edition. Starring me, Casey the Beef Cregan, coming to us from Tampa, Florida, JJ, Jeff Justin, and from Savannah, Georgia, Zach Locks Parker. This is Week 5, Chopper Beef Show, College Football Debauchery Edition. On this week's episode, we're going to recap week four, the week that was, the week that is. We're going to start off the show with a little bit of something, a little banter back and forth. We may be adding JJ a little late in the day here. We'll start off with Box and the Beef. We're going to have, of course, our overreaction for week four. Rye Rye's in with a boo of the week in South Jersey. We've got some funny things that happened, cool things that happened. We're going to do Locks Picks of the Week. We're going to go over also the top 25 games of the week should have some really good banter once again this week i want to thank you all again for coming on board joining up with us and we'll see you on the other side once again week five college football debauchery edition beef box jj coming to you next Here we are, week five. Like I said in the open, we're missing one one third of the triumvirate, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. JJ, he won't hear this, but good luck to him. He's on a little job interview tonight, so it's just yeah. me and the locks, man. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Beef? How are you, man? I'm good, and now that I stopped drinking for the show, you and me, we can cheers our water, I guess. That's about all we have. Yeah, seven, <laughs> seven ice cubes. Cheers. <laughs> oh, cheers, cheers. Here's to week five. Week five here. Once again, we're going to open with a little bit of seriousness, and it's really just my thing. This is my baby this week, and uh, it's, we're going to open with – last week we had our coolest thing of the week, which was the Carson King uh, tweet or what do you have, a sign on game day getting uh, backing from Anheuser-Busch and Bush Light and Venmo and then comes out in, a, in an article in the – I don't know something register somewhere. Where is he? Des, Iowa, Mo- I- Des Moines, something like that. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa register. That when he was 16 years old, he told two jokes that came from uh, a Tosh episode that he liked and heard, and now all of a sudden, Bush Light has taken away their sponsorship and their deal, and I think they're still matching the gift to the Iowa Children's Hospital. At least I would hope so. But they're kind of separating themselves from this Carson King guy which I think is really pretty crappy. And I'm not I'm not apologizing. I'm not an apologist for him and being a 16-year-old kid, but he literally got both of the jokes from a TV show, which I don't know how, how old, eight years ago, was like the most popular show on, on television. And were, were they racist? Probably. Yeah, they probably were. Were they a little total lying? But when are we going to stop, Locks? When are we going to stop going back to – cutting a kid down or cutting a guy down from from the mistakes that he made as a teenager yeah no i i totally agree man it's uh there has to be some type of line drawn and this was a really good story i mean great look at look at what they did what did it end up being like almost a million dollars yeah yeah like 1.5 i think was the total yeah incredible it's incredible that's a that's a ton of money for a, a great organization for a children's hospital. Come on. I mean, does it get better than that? No. And look what happens. Now it's, it's just, 
it's going to, there'll be no more fundraising to that Venmo. I'm sure it probably got shut down. I'm just guessing. I don't even know. Everybody's backing away from this poor kid. He was, this wasn't planned by him, man. It was just, he got thrown into the spotlight and now thrown right into the fire because some hack journalist digs back. Like you said, he was 16. The guy's 24 now, just doing a fun thing at college game day. And, you know, he, he, he wasn't even like a huge celebrity out of this. You know, he just took it. Hey, you know, just trying to do the right thing. He wasn't trying to like spin off into some reality TV show or nothing. It, you know, he was just doing a thing. And someone cuts him down like this. It's it's gotta quit, man. This isn't the first instance. We all know that. I can see it more in politics even, but now we're stretching into this. It's just it makes you sick to your stomach. You Absolutely. know, what makes, even, what makes you even more sick to my stomach is the dude was gonna get beer cans with his face on them. I mean, that's the American dream. Truly. It me? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I, I would have probably paid a good, I don't know, five bucks to get a can with his face on it. Like, I was ready to go to eBay and all whatever else is out there to try to get one because I could only imagine that being a collector's item and that kid yeah. or guy, whatever, 24 years old. But it, it's it's just so funny. And then the, the, the funnier part, I guess, it's not nothing is funny, but the quote-unquote funny, not the ha-ha variety, is the fact that someone went in and went after the reporter and went checked his backlog and of tweets and uh, facebook's and whatever else he had had and apparently he had some suggestive racist misogynistic whatever tweets and face social media from years ago as well so don't you have to sometimes look in the mirror before you decide to go after somebody else and what makes you think that this great story that you somebody had like you just said like somebody has to go in and find skeletons in the closet there's no, like I said, there's no apologizing for it. You shouldn't do it. You know, you, this is a, a PSA out there to all the kids. Like, check your stuff. Don't check your stuff and start deleting stuff. Because if you ever happen upon some 15 seconds of fame or 15 minutes of fame, someone's going to come after you and look for it. And it's a shame. It's a real shame. So here we yeah. are. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's It sucks. It, And you know what I think it, it's going to take eventually? And I wish, you know, my heroes at Anheuser-Busch, they had stood up and been like, you know what? No, it's okay. And it's not okay, like we said. But, yeah. like, we got to draw the line, you know? He did a good thing. Awesome. Look at look at the bright side, for God's sakes, you know? it's. But that's what it's going to take is, is some type of sponsor, someone to say, you know what? Forgive and forget. He's sorry. This this has One thing doesn't have anything to do with the other. Obviously, you know? this kid's not a bad guy. I mean, right. it's brutally honest or brutally obvious that once they said to him or once he started making money via venmo he immediately went to yeah i'm going to turn around and and donate this to the iowa children's hospital at kennett stadium like, at, at three hundred dollars yeah no, no you know most kids would be like oh hell no i'm keeping that I, I would have yeah. i mean let's 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 be oh, yeah. brutally honest if once okay. it got to 1600 bucks i'm sorry i'm like this is rent for a year i'm going large absolutely yeah, it's, it's just, and the worst, the worst part, in my opinion, is that Carson King came out in the media and was like, "Yeah, I, he owned it, basically." And it's not the worst thing; it's the best thing, probably. He owned it. He owned it. What what it was? He explained it. He didn't badmouth the reporter for looking and finding it. Like he even took the high road when his knees were being chopped down from underneath him. Like, I, I'm sorry, but somebody Scott Van Pelt or somebody's got to do a follow up on this guy and and just realize that sometimes the mistakes in your youth should not kill you for the rest of your life and 
There's That's no right. reason for this guy to even that we we should even know that this guy did this years ago, and and here we are. And I still refuse. Regardless, I'm not. Once again, I'm not making excuses for the kid, but I refuse to think that this guy's a bad guy. Yep, I I, uh, I agree 100. percent I think it's nail on the head, and uh, I'm sure we're not the only ones in that same boat too. You know, it's it's sad. I wonder. You know, like you said, Van Pelt. I wonder if he's allowed to have that opinion at ESPN, an enormous corporation owned by Disney. I bet he's not allowed to even come out with it. I tweeted him today. I tweeted at him today. I won't get a response, and that's okay. But I tweeted at Scott Van Pelt because I think he's one of the finest human beings, and he does give his opinion. But you're right. He may be, he may be censored a little bit here on this one. But that's yep. un, that's unfortunate because he normally is the only, <clears throat> excuse me, taking no nothing away from any of the real journalists at that uh, channel. But he's like real. Like you, you feel like he's a buddy when he tells you these stories. He had a great one on Lamelo Ball last night and i mean obviously that's not anything related to my show but it was like he made you he's just fantastic anyway i digress you're that's welcome right. you're welcome for that rye rye <laughs> let's move on to something way more fun and that's the recap of week four let's do it what a what a what a set of games what yeah. a set of games we're gonna start out what was that friday night it with, was with Tulane and houston what what the what the what what the uh I got two what things happened? on this, but what happened at the end? I don't know if anybody out there watched it. I, I had to watch it. I had to look it up again, too, but it was all over. JJ put it on the Facebook page. It was all over. Tulane trailing in the game. Were they trailing? Yeah. They're no, trailing. They, they were tied. Was it tied? I yeah. don't even know. I know this game happened they, until I saw JJ put it on the page. No <laughs> they were tied, and okay. so Tulane got into a kneel-down formation to take it into overtime, okay. and they ran a fake. It was like a punt ruski fake where the quarterback kind of ran to the right, put the ball underneath the running back's legs, and the running back ran the other way. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. He got stopped, though. He got yes. stopped. Yep. And so now it's like, oh, now it's on. Yeah. And so then the next play, they throw deep. The, guy, the receiver breaks two tackles and scores a touchdown, and Tulane beats Houston. It was Out crazy. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Yeah. <laughs> Tulane hasn't been good since Tommy Bowden and Rich Rodriguez were there as head coach and offensive coordinator, and that's with Sean King as the quarterback. Yeah, the same Sean King that's no longer in the NFL. <laughs> I remember that dude. <laughs> Crazy. And that, that year got both of those guys the job at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Houston. Man. They're sitting, what, one and three now, I yeah. think? Bad beats. Uh, some solid matchups so far this year. They've, they've had some profile games, but on TV – you know, where you can see it, even though you're not even the Houston area. And now look what happens. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Like, these guys are red-shirting now. Yeah. This is Jeez. the second part of that that I wanted to get into a little bit was the quarterback was on the Heisman watch at the beginning of the year because he is extremely athletic, has an arm. Uh, here we go. But I'm going to liken him to like a Michael Vick because he does this little wrist flick and the ball flies about 60 yards, and he can move. Um, but he's redshirting. He pulled him. He redshirted himself with the new rule, the yep. four-week rule. He redshirted Kelly, himself. Kelly Bryant. Yeah, Kelly Bryant. the Kelly Bryant rule. And yep. now, but he also, they immediately, when he announced it, they immediately said, oh, and enters the transfer portal. But he said, hold on, folks. No, 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 which we haven't seen this yet. He said, no, I'm just going to redshirt this year, get myself bigger, stronger, and come back and play at Houston next year. Mm. What? Well, let's, let's uh, 
hold on and see what really happens here. You know, is this not the makings of another yeah. Oklahoma quarterback? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. You know, Jalen's gone and step. You know, Houston's not far from uh, from Oklahoma, right? <laughs> Roll right over. It's true, but <laughs> Oklahoma does have Spencer Rattler, who is the number three ranked quarterback out of Arizona, as their backup currently. He's a true freshman, so I don't know. I don't know if he's not ready. Maybe that's what they do. But I'm going to go on record, both oh. both our listeners, and say De'Ara King will not be at Houston next year. Hot takes. Hot take. There you Hot go. Take. Right out of the gate, we get a little Carson King recap, reset, like as our old uh, our old idol, what's his name, Jim Rome used to say. Rome, Romy, our our guy. Our yeah. guy. Moving forward, we'll go into Wisconsin and Michigan. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. all right. All right, so let's, let's pull back the curtain here just a little bit. So we have an outline, right, mm-hmm. if, if no one knows this. If they don't, <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of surprising. But so I, I'm reading the outline. The first thing here, it says, Wisconsin dismantles Michigan. Jay Taylor, immediately, Jay Taylor, I'm thinking, we're going to go to story time with Uncle Beef, oh. and he's going to talk about his favorite musician back in college, James Taylor, and the three times he studied and, and listened to James Taylor back then before he had a test. In my I, mind, I'm gone to Carolina. You, you celebrate the entire catalog. The entire catalog, yeah. My favorite concert ever, to be honest with you. Oh, God. Well, you don't, don't forget here. I'll, I'll peel it back even further. The other three times, so there were six times total, but it was Kenny G. Yes. No. I'll tell on myself. It's fine. Kenny G, kind of, there was a little bit of... No, no words, you know. At least James Taylor had some words, so it kind of threw me off when I was studying something. I don't, oh, I don't even remember. But yeah, James Taylor was absolutely my my go to guy. That that made me leave the dorm most of the time. There's no doubt about it. I, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Did I not usually have headphones on back in the day with the disc man? I had it playing on on blast line. Yeah, the, the the big fuzzy headphones we used to have with our uh, tape, tape players. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Those are, those are great. <laughs> like the headphones anyway. I have on now, they don't they hurt my ears. Yeah. I so like James it. Taylor. <clears throat> all right, maybe not James. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Taylor for Wisconsin had over 140 yards in the first half and two touchdowns. Ended with 23 carries and 203 yards and two touchdowns. Most of, like I said, most of that was in the first half. Yeah, it was men among boys in that yeah. game. Yes, it was wild, man. I know. Uh, I watched this one pretty intently, at least the first half. It was insane. Twenty-three carries, two hundred three yards, two touchdowns, and like you said, first half he had one hundred forty yards. Let's not forget too, he sat out. I think at least a whole series of cramps in his, I think in his calf or something like that too. So he missed some plays, man. It, it was incredible. They were running Michigan up and down the field. It was pathetic on their part. My goodness. Yeah, it was, it was really pathetic. And that's Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, was being so lauded over the last couple of years for his defenses. But somebody broke out a stat early. Well, I guess it was probably Monday or Tuesday. Like the last four games that Michigan's played, it's like a 60-burger to Ohio State. They gave up 50-something in the bowl game to Florida. Then they yeah. gave up another whatever they did to Wisconsin, and it was somebody else before Army or something was was a three point game. It was something saying something like maybe he's not as good on as a defensive coordinator as some may think. Yeah, there's, there's go ahead. There's got to be some changes coming, bro. I mean, 
it's uh it's not looking good up in Ann Arbor. My goodness. You know, it another thing too, I don't know if you happen to catch any of the uh the highlights, but did you see some of the holes this offensive line from Wisconsin is putting up? It's My incredible. God, drive a truck through them. You know, Cornfred white boys, like just just mashing guys. It was crazy. Like there was like a five foot lane for this guy to run through. Three things you can count on in this life: it's death, taxes, and Iowa or what is it? Wisconsin having a hell of an offensive line. Yep, it's yep. crazy. That's why they always have running backs. You know, look at them all the way back. Ron Dane. Ron Dane. Like, uh, yeah. Way back. Yeah. yeah. Huge guys that just mow down through these holes that these guys create for them. It's crazy. Well, that begs the question: Is is Harbaugh's seat warm at all? Oh yeah. Well, who go, who goes there? Well, I mean, what's it, the first thing you think of? Urban Meyer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, Herb is he already got the question? Uh, somebody else already asked him the question. Somebody asked uh, a former Ohio State. I think it was Chris Spielman, if he wanted. Was it Ohio State guy? If he w- if he would be okay with Herb going to Michigan, and he was like, "Oh hell no." Yeah. But if they don't get Herb, my second choice are what I thought was Les Miles. There's that. I mean, one and done at Kansas. You know, I what about what about Holgerson? Dana Holgerson, one and done at Houston. One and done. I mean, look what's going on with him. Got guys jumping ship. <laughs> Big program. I mean, that would you know. We said last year he went from you know West Virginia, kind of sideways shift over to Houston or down even. Even you know, yeah. After could a, be you know, start one and one and three, but that'd be up into a you know a, a, a bigger echelon up into the, the Big Ten. But you know how Michigan's so weird. They kind of remind me like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like when they change a coach, it's got to fit like such a category. Like, Michigan gotta, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, but has to have some type of tie to Michigan, but if it's a tie to Michigan, what are we talking about here? I, I don't even know who's out there as a tie to Michigan other than, I don't know. I mean, Miles is the only one that I knew. That's why yeah, I added him to the list. I guess, but he's such a wild card, man. I still think he needs another year or two at Kansas to prove that he's not a kook. But hey, you look at his winning percentage at LSU. He, he killed it. They just yeah. didn't beat Alabama, so they got rid of him, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who goes there, uh, but it is it's probably the hottest college football topic. And speaking of Jim Rome, I actually did turn him on the other day, found him by accident. Somehow he's on CBS Sports Radio now, and I found it on, on a long drive I had. And that was he went on a, a rant about that for about eight, ten minutes, an entire segment he had on Michigan and he just, you know, he was, he was blowing them up. So he wasn't yeah. saying necessarily who would go there, but he was just like, what do you, what do you do if you're Michigan people? Like, what are you, what are you expecting? Yes. He's had a couple 10 win seasons, but he's not beating Ohio state. He's not beating Notre Dame. He's not beating the teams that Michigan needs to beat. So yeah. when is enough enough? This, I think this was the season that, was really the, the telling tale. I, I remember like week one when we, we did this, their schedule was set up. They get past this game, then all the hard games are at home in the big house, and now they're going to be at home, but they're just not going to matter if you lose this one. You know, I think they had to go to at Penn State, then they had Notre Dame at home, Ohio State at home, uh, and another tough one I can't think of off the top of my head at home. 
that really gives you the home field advantage in that huge stadium, you know. So I, this is it, man. I, I just don't see him making through this. Unless he runs the table from here, all will be forgotten, but it ain't going to happen with this team. Shane, Shea Patterson is not worth a crap. I mean, he looked terrible again. Well, they keep talking about him being uh, Harbaugh being a quarter, quarterback whisperer. He hasn't had one. Now, unfortunately, Dylan McCaffrey got hurt. Right. And maybe he's that guy, but he's a junior. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know how much more time you need, but they do have a get-right game this week with Rutgers <laughs> at home. They'll do it. <laughs> so they may, they may put a 70 spot up just Angry. because they can. So, unfortunately – our boy Timmy G out, up there in Northern Jersey, our ruck, our lone Rutgers fan that listens, <laughs> is uh, going to be licking his wounds. I think this weekend. I think so. It's going to be a little aggressive. <laughs> Let's get to your favorite conference. Last yeah. week, last week, one of the big games in the conference was Auburn going to College Station and and taking it to Texas A and M a little bit. The score probably not conducive to what the game was. I ended, I think it ended up about a six point game, but. Auburn pretty much had that in hand for. I mean, it got it got close at the end. It did. It, it got a little interesting, but I wouldn't necessarily say that Auburn was pressed too too much. They they weren't. It was it was a good game, man. It was a it was a big boy game, you know, for freshman quarterback going into Kyle Field. That place is crazy. We all know that, but uh, it was loud. He looked really really good. This freshman is coming on. I'm telling you, look out and. And Auburn's uh, Auburn's defense is pretty good. They gave up some uh, they gave up some yards in the air to Kellen Mond, who is a very good quarterback. I think uh, had a tough go so far. You know, we've got had this game versus Auburn played Clemson already, but they're they're a pretty decent football team. A and M, I think. But uh, man, Auburn they're going to get into the meat of the schedule. We're really going to find out what's what. But that was a huge win for that kid. I don't know. I, I think uh, they might be pretty decent, but they they still got LSU, Bama, Georgia, and Florida. So it's it's going to be interesting here in the next five six weeks in in the SEC. My favorite uh, <laughs> that three thirty game. I, I, I've said it over and over again on this show, and Great. to people otherwise, that three thirty game is fantastic. There's something about the color on CBS too. Like it, yeah. it, I don't know what it is, but Bo Nix he had a really big throw in that Oregon game at the open season opener. That was that was big. You know, he's kind of been not all that impressive necessarily like showy that's what right. i mean by impressive he's been impressive to be a true freshman take that offense that kind of hokey offense that gus miles on runs and kind of make it his own but he had another huge throw in the in the, this last auburn game and mm-hmm. he'll run it he doesn't care he's a big boy man he's yeah. he's a he's a baller so uh i'm interested and I, I did mention in our little outline that he did have clemson actually did come after him and he was in the final two but I think because Daddy played quarterback at Auburn, uh, I think that was one of those things that he was pretty much it was a shot in the dark, just to throw go stab it. But with the way yeah. that Clemson recruits, it's saying something that this kid was, had had an offer. Um, yeah. So I look out for him, at least if not this year, or the next couple of years, he's going to be he's going to be a big name in that conference. Yeah. And I, you you said it. They go to LSU. They, but they have home games with Alabama and Georgia, and then they go to Florida as well. So yeah, we'll find out if Auburn's for real. Otherwise, we'll be hearing that that famous phrase, the best four-loss team in the country, <laughs> which, which is my favorite. That'll get them to, like, number six in the nation just because they're from the SEC. <laughs> Four losses? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they'll, be a, they'll be an undefeated team behind them, but 
Uh, stay it in your conference, kind of. The Cal and Ole Miss. I'll be honest with everybody. I, I didn't see it. Oh, jeez. I saw about the last ten minutes of it, last second half of the last quarter, something like that. It was, it was a pretty good game, man. Like Cal was leading, looking good, and then here comes Ole Miss, and I'm sure everybody saw this debacle at the end. What in the hell is going on there? I mean. Obviously, just by everyone's reaction, I think even I think even uh, Cal's reaction. They're expecting a timeout by the officials. This this throw to the end zone. The guy's foot was in the end zone. The ball wasn't over the line, but it was close. Everybody just kind of you know drops the ball, waiting on the timeout. Clock's rolling. Clock's rolling. Nothing's happened. Oh, we got to run another play, and they just well they stuff it up the gut and don't get in, and game's over. And off go the reps, fast as they can go. Get off that field, man. I mean, what a mess. It, it, they, they deserved a, a, a better shake than that. They, they should have uh, had a chance to score a touchdown there. I did know that Cal was leading bigger – well, not big, two touchdowns early, and it feel, felt like they had it in hand based on my scoreboard watching that I was doing. But one thing that I will say, is it, it is always the opponent's conference officials, like the away team's conference officials that come – so, you know, sometimes people are like, well, maybe there's a little leg up that way. Pac-12 did come out and say that their officials were correct in what they did and not reviewing it. But, man, for every angle that I've seen, and yeah. I don't know how it – I'm not saying it was conclusive, but how they don't even check it was was crazy. It, it was crazy. And, and, you know, to your point with the, the ref thing, I never knew that until I asked the question. I guess you looked it up or just knew well, it. I cause... know, yeah, because I'm Rain Man. Yeah, exactly, but – I, it, it doesn't make sense to me, man. I mean, so you got conferences all over the place. Why not a neutral conference? Why, what, you know? Well, that happens in the bowl games and in the national championship and the semifinals. It is neutral, but for but the that would make it so it's not a thing, you know? Like, there's obviously enough refs to go around, but they would that would ensure that it wouldn't. This wouldn't even be a question. But obviously, there's a reason behind it that I, I don't know. But it, it's just I would think maybe a Big Ten or ACC ref crew would be there, and you'd put the Pac-12 over the ACC, but maybe it's an airline miles thing. I don't know. But, <laughs> it's, it's supposed well, to, like, level the playing field, but I, I see your point yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah, you know, you, you eliminate it, and it can't be brought up, but it is what it is at this point, and, it, you know, it's, it's too bad, but you know, calls like that happen probably every other week, if not every week somehow, you know, but it's, it's something we're talking about. It's, it, was, it was a strange ending. Just, it, it was weird. Like, everybody, even the announcers were like, and... <laughs> they run a play. It was just like you know, it was like all of a sudden, whistle came over. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah, uh, I had something to add to that about the referees, but I forget. Oh, yeah, you you didn't know, and you've been watching college football as long as I have, and you did, you probably didn't know it because it was never really a big issue, and yeah. that's a good thing. So it's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing that this happened, but now you know, and now it, now it brings up it begs the question: should it right. should it happen? But We'll go forward a little bit more before we get to the real big game. UCF Pittsburgh, UCF loses for the first time in a long time in the regular season, and Ping, Pitt hanged on, hanged on, hanged on. <laughs> God, it's late. Uh, did I hit my head or did my kid hit his head? Anyway, uh, Pitt Pitt hangs on to get the win. They had a big lead at half, and it felt like UCF didn't even get off the bus or the plane. It was crazy. They came back all the way back and led early in the second half. I just yep. couldn't put 
Pitt away. Pitt just kind of hung around. UCF goes up late, and Pitt drives basically all the way down the field and runs that, quote, Pitt special. <laughs> looked a lot like Philadelphia and Nick Foles a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. They it ran did. the Pitt special, and it worked to perfection. It was uh, fantastic. But uh, man. I picked this one, remember? I no, mean, I, I don't remember. I, I, of course not. You don't <laughs> talk, so that's fine. Uh, but no, I, I really felt like, okay, UCF coming in here, ready to prove a point. Pittsburgh with the letdown game from the week before, just lost, barely lost to Penn State. Man, Pittsburgh looked good. They were fired up, ready to rock. And UCF looked like doo-doo. I mean, big-time bad. It was it was ugly. They were they were dead tired, it looked like, that first half. You know, credit to them. They came out fired up and, and took that lead. But, man, it, it, was a, it was a fun game to watch at the end. But I just – I really thought UCF was going to win by two touchdowns. And, boy, was I wrong there. Well, it definitely had that feeling uh, early in the second half when they came storming out of the locker room and just not only yep. got a, uh, got rid of the hi babe got rid of the um, the deficit, but then just stormed ahead. So it was like, oh, this is going to be a no brainer now. They, was they, that was there a sick punt return? There yeah, was, there was. There was yeah. a crazy punt return that turned the the whole game upside down right Felt there. Like and, it. Yeah, it was it was nuts, man. I was I was standing up, you know, walking back and forth, pacing a bit about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my man just just uh just <laughs> had to say it. hello to the wifey. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have dishwasher noise in the background. This is great. See, this is how real we are. We're like Scott Van Pelt of podcast. That's fine. I, hey, you know, dishwasher's going to take the place of the dogs tonight because I put my muzzle on my dog. There you go. That a boy. <laughs> that a boy. Uh, so poor UCF. They're not going to win the national championship. They're not going to have back-to-back-to-back national championships this year. So, unfortunately, we don't have any UCF people. We have some USF people. My boy, um, my boy Johnny Marsh down there in Tampa. He's one of my USF boys. Right. They're having a rough year this year. He's talking about, I wish they would get on towards the top 25 i mean they're not going to this year they may not win a game but then we could talk about that guy losing his job as as well so <laughs> see who they would get but on that note well well i guess not not quite yet because he's also a notre dame guy but we'll get to lsu they i think uh i checked my notes i think they scored a thousand versus yeah. bandy this week <laughs> they, they have oh i saw some stuff i think jj put up they have like over they have 238 points through four games or yeah. something like that. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They gave up 38 points to Vanderbilt. But, yeah. That was, That's, was, I know JJ put on on our on our note sheet this week that is the defense going to catch up to the offense. And it's kind of funny. They did give 38 points up to Vanderbilt, which isn't yeah. necessarily known as the offensive juggernaut. No. <laughs> they scored 66. Yeah. So they put it on them. And it wasn't even that close at the time. They they had something like 60 points, and it was like 60 to 14 or something. It felt like I turned it off. It was just not even worth watching, to be honest with you. But their defense is usually their strong suit, and they definitely have turned everything upside down with the offense being as quote-unquote good as they are this year. Right. What's going on there? The offense is wild, man. I mean, it is wide open. It's complete. It's not any LSU offense that I've seen in the past 
10 years of watching football. I mean, it's wild. Joe Burrow for Heisman. Done deal. I mean, like, he's going to be right up. He's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's not even an overreaction anymore. No, it's not. And maybe his, I think his, uh, I saw something, his uh, completion percentage is like 78% or something like that. It's, it's, It's off the charts. You know, haven't been completely tested since but week one, Oregon, but they're going to get into that schedule like we were saying, too, and, and it, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep these crazy stats up. But, it, you know, they're trying to get ready for Alabama. That's that's what all these big boy teams are, are starting to do because they know they got to play them. They're going to have to change something on the defense or they're going to have to play score-for-score score offense against them because, you know, you know, two is out there. He's going to be slinging it all over the place, too. So uh, it's, it's a completely – different offense man it's it's strange but it's it's fun to see you know it is fun to see because they they have athletes and they've always had athletes i've said it time and time and time again they had a team with jarvis landry and odell beckham jr together and could not figure out how to get him the ball no i'm sorry like those two guys are fantastic whether you like them personally or not doesn't matter they're fantastic nfl receivers they were fantastic college receivers too and they just couldn't uh, – now they're finally utilizing these skill players that they have. The kid Jefferson that they have at wide receiver right now is as good a wide receiver as any in the country, and he's a junior, I believe. So where the heck has he been? Now he's finally showing out. It just show, goes to show you that they have the athletes on the campus. It's now they're utilizing them and get them the ball. I mean, it's so it seems so simple for a long time, but Les, for some reason, couldn't get it done, couldn't get his guys – Get the ball out. 78% screams to me that he's getting the ball out on time early and easy, easy-ish throws. Now, he makes some big throws, no question about it, but right. it's easy-ish throws to get his athletes out in space and running. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see it. I, I, you know, being Having pulled for LSU in the past, I just am worried that they're going to go up against the Alabama team and, and not get past the 50 again. Yeah, and yeah. All, lay, this, all this points is going to be for not lay the egg. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking here while we're talking at their schedule. It's really backloaded. I mean, they got they got Florida week seven. And there's like a Utah State. They're off next week, and they week nine is when they really start hitting these. Yeah, they got Auburn week nine, and I'm sure somewhere probably week ten, eleven of LSU. They'll have uh, Alabama. Alabama. So it's. It's going to be a big bang, 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 and we're, we're going to know who we got, you know. But until then, I'm sure it's going to be like a video game, you know, with, with Joe Burrow just just doing what he's doing right now. He's 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 really showing out. He is that. He's definitely the leader in the clubhouse right now for the Heisman. And finally, we'll get to well, I guess we have two more, but we'll get to the big game of the weekend: Notre Dame and Georgia. Very good game last week. It turned into a, a real, real good game. Uh, yeah. One thing. I mean, I'll get your thoughts on it first before I ask my question because my question is definitely sour, sour grapes. So, uh, what what what'd you think as a closet Georgia fan? Uh, well, I was gonna say sour grapes, Georgia game sounds like you go. So, <laughs> I I loved it. I thought it was a great game, man. It was I'm, a good game. It was a good game. It was, uh, and when we all texted about it too, Notre Dame played up. Georgia kind of was like, okay. And then at the end said, you know what? We need to win and then put it on. But there's no reason that Georgia, that some people have in their top four now, uh, which I think is still a little little premature, 
there's no reason that game should be 10-7 at half at home at night. One of the most hyped games like in the past two or three years since they played Notre Dame last time. That if you're going to win at home in that environment, they don't need to be losing at halftime. You know, everybody knows uh, that the Notre Dame coach Kelly sucks at halftime adjustment. Like he just doesn't even make any. So. And Kirby Smart it used to be defense coordinator for Alabama, great coordinator. He's going to make changes at halftime, offensively, defensively. He did it. Kelly did nothing, as usual. And here we go. You know, it's it, it, they just ran it down their throat. Swift looked fantastic. What a stud that guy is. I, Georgia really, I think, should have won that game by at least two scores, if not three. But they kept it tight. Unfortunately, but you know they still got the win, and, and it was a big win for them. There's no doubt, but it, it surprised me a little bit. That, that was a big line. I don't know if you see. I saw the line jump yeah. to 16 before the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw. Wild. It. I had a buddy, a, a coworker that said he bet it. Yeah, really? Yeah, he said he, yeah. he thought it was a no-brainer, like we all did. I, I think a little bit I, secretly I, I, we did. Yeah, I took I took 14 and a half. I, I had Georgia 14 and a half. Just that line was so suspect, and it seemed like everybody was so confident in them covering it. I was like, all right, well, I, I just drank the Kool-Aid, too. And, you know, I think a lot of it, though, too, is Notre Dame played up. And and that's that's a tough environment to come into, man. They they were saying there was like an additional 100,000 people at that game just yeah. to go be in the experience, you know. Yeah. It was uh, wild. I was but. thinking about it on Friday night when I was going to bed about 9.45, 10 o'clock, just how crazy Athens was at that moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, just literally I was about to close my eyes. And I'm like, I bet Athens, Georgia is insane right now. Yes, I, I could imagine. I'm on yeah. record for saying that that's my favorite college party town. No doubt you know, about there it. Was, if you remember, I, I don't, don't remember. There was a bachelor party there, too. Remember that? I don't, I don't know. Were you there? No. I, I think I, heard, I was there physically. I heard about it. Uh, it, was, it was pretty wild. I think I was in Denver that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you what wish the, you were. One of the things that uh, my sour grapes, like I said, is I'm seeing a lot on the Twitter box about, uh, I don't know why I always say Twitter box, but on the Twitter box about being a, a really good win for the SEC. Here yeah. I go with my Clemson hat. I'm going to put on my Clemson hat for a minute. Last year it was a cakewalk to get through at Notre Dame. And here's my theory behind it, and not my theory. This is my opinion, and my opinion only. Notre Dame lost their top running back last year. Mm-hmm. They lost two receivers. They lost probably their best defensive player, that linebacker. Uh, why is his name slipping my mind? Yeah. He was, I, all, he was in Luke Keekley type. I'm not sure he made it in the league, but it doesn't matter. He was a fantastic college linebacker. Two of their defensive linemen went the first round, and their love was the defensive back. He's gone too. So I'm not sure this is a better Notre Dame team. I don't know, but I'm, I'm not right. sure it is. But Georgia's getting lauded for such a good win, like you said, at home, under the lights, between the hedges. I'm not taking anything away from Georgia. I, I'm a I'm a closet Georgia fan too. I grew up rooting for them. I just like the G and the red and black, and I love Athens. So, um, yeah. I I just not I'm not sure where the narrative comes. Why why it's a good win for Georgia and it wasn't last year for Clemson in the playoff. It just that's my fandom, my, my fanboy in me that just doesn't understand that narrative. But that's my own thing. I'm not even going to get into it. It doesn't matter. I don't even want your comment on it. Uh, well, but I'll remember, here's here's my only comment. Remember uh, the halftime score um, of Clemson versus Notre Dame last year. What was that, 6-3 to three at halftime? Yeah. 
Yeah, so maybe Notre Dame doesn't like playing in the second half. They just want to go home. So. <laughs> maybe the big games they don't like playing in the second half. But JJ <laughs> put on the website their last, uh, what, 11 games in, against yeah. top five teams, and it's not a good record either. So Awful. What, hey, one other thing that I do yeah. want to mention in that, that faking injuries for Notre Dame. Holy crap. I mean, did you see that? I saw it, and I also listened to major news networks, ESPN, and I heard a couple shows this week, and Mike Golick on Golick and Wingo was saying it happens in the pros. It happens in every league that he's ever played in. But, oh, my God, Notre Dame did not mask it very well. They're terrible at it. Yeah. He's like, there was a whole – when he played for the Eagles, he was saying that they took turns, like they tapped each other on the head, that Jerome Brown, Reggie White, him. There was like, who's going next? Yeah, and and he he goes. I would pull the film and show you, and you would have no idea that we weren't faking it, and every one of us was faking it. So he's like, it happens, but it was not really well done. And this is a Notre Dame homer saying yeah. that it was not very well done either. There, the one was so bad. The dude was standing. There was another guy kind of on his knee, and he pulled the other guy down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I like the one where. Was, was say super- that again. I said, take an acting class. Yeah. I mean, so bad. I saw the one where, where the guy was walking back and, and Fromm was walking to the to the center. <laughs> and he, like, nudged him a little bit. And the guy fell on his, on the floor like he was shot. <laughs> oh, I was man. like, good Lord. This is going to be. It, it completely shuts down the momentum. I completely. mean, that, that's, that's why trying. they do it. Yep. Yep. Georgia did it to us years ago, back mm-hmm. in the day when we finally broke out the running gun against them. I mean, it happens. It, it does. You know, that's why it sucks because if a kid's really hurt and the fans are booing, it's like the kids are, the, you know, it kind of takes that away. Yeah. When a kid's yeah. really hurt. But And finally, uh, our recap. We're going long on our recap here, just the two of us. But uh, the Washington State and UCLA, one thing, we might have, we might have a, a curse on our hands because <laughs> – Mike Leach was our cover boy last week on our show, and we thought it, that was a. Why uh, I put a what the what again? Yeah. Like what what the what 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 happened there? Um, Lock of the week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a no brainer, man. Oh my god! The quarterback for Washington State, Anthony Gordon, threw nine touchdown passes last week, and, and lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's your trivia question. Like, it's like three years from now, you know, like, that's awful. How do you want to have that moniker attached to you? Terrible. But I saw the box score when I woke up because, truth be told, I didn't stay up for it. No. And I thought it had to have been like three or four overtimes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Nope. What was the no. stat? They scored 60 points, in, or they scored 50. Washington. 50 second half. Yep. UCLA scored 50 points, five zero points in the second half. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. Just just when you think you can count on something in college football, and, and that would be UCLA sucking consistently they week did. in, they do that. I mean, that's a lot of freaking points to put up in in a half, let alone a game. It, it's it's terrible. So, <sighs> a little back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board, and that all leads to this week's week three or week five. What are we? Week four. Four. The yeah. overreaction from week four. Give it to us. Jonathan Taylor is far and away the best running back since Barry Sanders. He's clearly a favorite for Heisman. We all know that going in. You know, what's funny is that when I was searching for the overreaction for the week, this doesn't seem that far-fetched. No, it's not. Maybe the Barry Sanders part. But, 
the the stats. I mean, let's see how Wisconsin does when they face Ohio State on the twenty sixth, October twenty sixth. Yeah. And but see what Wisconsin does going forward because they usually pull a Wisconsin mm-hmm. and lose to somebody they shouldn't. It seems yeah. like every year, or or they get to the Big Ten championship game and lose by a hundred. So let's see. They could play Ohio State twice because it looks yep. like they're the clear favorite in their side of the Big Ten. But Jonathan Taylor, what a week last week. And, and we talked about him kind of sparingly at the beginning of the year, talking about how good he is. And that game was his coming out party and his Heisman. So uh, as far as overreaction, that's what we're saying. We're going with he is the clear favorite for the Heisman. That's our overreaction for week four. All right. With that being said, we'll turn it to Rai Rai here for his boo of the week where he's probably going to go down to C- no, somewhere other than Clemson. But let's see, and we'll come back in a second to finish up the show, get Lox's picks, maybe catch up with JJ if he's available, and we'll see you shortly. I love it. Uh, you can put me on record with that. You want to go steady? Oh, hello. Welcome to your final September installment of my Boo of the Week, a feature that hasn't at all grown tired yet. Thanks to Chop and Beef... Let's face it, Chop has been killed, and those guys are covering it up, for hosting, and to Seals and Crofts for the sponsorship. For this week's boo, we head down to Houston, Texas. Houston, we have a problem. Your quarterback once stole our heart. My boo of the week is Deshaun Watson, the first two-time recipient of boo honors. Who better to achieve that? The Texans quarterback and Clemson legend was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, after going 25 for 34 for 351 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions in a win over the Chargers. Watson is the fastest player in NFL history to record 6,500 yards passing and 500 yards rushing. Watson also won off the field, inviting Houston area teenager Jaden Payne as a special guest to the Texans game this week. Payne helped save a woman and a child trapped in floodwaters from Tropical Storm Imelda. So rude. Oh, and Watson helped Mrs. Boo win in fantasy this week. Deshaun Watson, my Boo of the Week. me on record with that. Thanks so much again to Rai Rai for his lock of the week. This week, 
two-time recipient, first two-time recipient of the Boo of the Week, Deshaun Watson wins his Boo of the Week, which actually correlates for the second straight week. Now, we'll pull the curtain back a little bit, and I receive the Boo of the Week from Rai Rai. He does his own production. I get it usually a night or two before we air, and so I put together my hour. It's a con- it's a definitely a conglomeration. That's not the right word, but it's definitely a... <laughs> A compilation of of three heads getting together. Truth be told, Locks does most of the work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so last week we had uh, Carson King. We did coolest thing, one of the coolest things of the week. This week we had the Jaden Payne story. Jaden Payne is a high school player from the Houston area who risked his life. They had a hurricane or tropical storm Imelda that was causing a lot of a lot of flooding in and around the Houston area. And he was happened to be around his school and he saw a woman caught in her car. I think uh, Rai just told a little bit about it there, but he told the Deshaun Watson side, Jaden Payne saved the mother and the child during the flood as their car was stuck and wa- flood waters were rising. Uh, so it was really cool that Deshaun kind of invited him to be the, the guest this week for a Houston Texans game, but really a, a selfless, um, you know, they, they use that phrase, saved him or risked his own life and and truth be told he probably did a little bit but uh, i'm not sure kids are like that age or they think they're invincible anyway so they're probably not thinking of it that way but it's a really cool thing really he is he is seen as a hero the mother and, and child definitely see Jaden Payne as a hero just a really cool story uh it was one thing i was searching for the coolest thing and that was the coolest thing so a really really neat story what say you yeah i mean again i totally agree it's it's awesome he 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 just laid down everything and, and went to save uh, this uh, this mother and child. That's that's huge uh, for a high school kid, like you said. It's you know it's not for anybody. Yeah, anybody, but even a high school kid, like he, it's not something you'd expect. But you know, again, I, I said this earlier a couple weeks ago. I really, really think it's awesome when people do classy things, and Deshaun Watson does so much that I'm sure we don't even know about. You know, things like this. I, I love him. I, I, you know, he, he gave, what, game checks or bonus to... Game to, Yeah, to folks that are that clean the stadium, you know, that, that or, or something like that. You know, that they lost their home. That's what it was, in, in a hurricane or a flood down there. I mean, selfless acts. He, you know, that's how he grew up. Uh, he's paying it forward. You know, that's all you can say. It's awesome. He's, he's, a, he's a great football player and one of the best human beings you're going to find. He's absolutely, I think he hit the nail on the head where he probably does way more than we even know about. And I know he came out when he did give his game check. Like He didn't want that to be public knowledge. He wasn't looking for notoriety or anything about it. But it's just something that he did. And like you said, he was he was raised, Warwick Dunn built his house with Habitat for Humanity. And so now he literally is paying it forward. I know he bought his mom a house. And it's really, really cool. We could, we could do a whole hour, three-hour show on Deshaun Watson, especially with our Clemson homerdom and fandom but he is it's, it's nice to have stories like that no question about it absolutely he is a he's a he's a good good he's a gem good human being there's just no doubt about it if uh, if only his offensive line could block for him he would probably be the best quarterback in the league or Poor top guy. five anyway yeah absolutely he's he's getting beat on this year again speaking of beat on this year Oh. We're going to go into Locks Picks of the Week. <laughs> what top five segues ever in the history of the show? <laughs> that was? <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he, uh, this is great for the show. It's great for the show. My uh, man is now 11 and 10. 
for the season. <laughs> I went back last year to the tape for week four. And? You, two you, and three? you didn't go two and three, no. Ah, uh, no, come no. on. No, you bounced back with a with a four and one, I believe. <sighs> this year you went two and three last week. Tough games, though, man. Really, yeah. like, uh, you know, that... There were there were some no brainers that we thought, and I think that's what gambling's all about. But there were some no brainers that UCLA Washington State game. There, I mean, that was like no question lock of the week. Yeah, and then yeah. bad beat, and then the Notre Dame Georgia game. It was like that that spread was high, but everything was telling you to to bet it because somebody somewhere knew something, and Vegas is barely barely ever rarely ever that wrong, and they were. They 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 rarely are. You're right. You know it, it was. It was another time, too. This keeps on happening. The way I pick these games, I try and do it in sequence of things that I'm going to watch or at least be able to flip to, too. Start off 2-0, and oh, you know. Got the Wisconsin thing. I was a little worried about about Michigan, maybe, but Wisconsin got that. They covered, obviously, Auburn at A&M. Picked Auburn. So I'm 2-0, and oh, rolling in, you know. Yeah, you were bragging, couple. too. Yeah, of course I'm bragging. That's what <laughs> they do, man, you know. But by that time, it's 3.30, so, you know, I'm starting to get into the sauce a little bit. Feeling it, right? And, uh, yeah, then here comes UCF laying the egg. I thought that was a lock. And, and downhill from there, Georgia can't cover. And we all know about the Washington State debacle. So, 2-3, yeah. and three, 11 yeah. and 10 overall, people. We're over 50%. Still by, over 50%. And I think, didn't you, UCF ruin you last year a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I started riding them, riding them pretty hard at the end. And then, yeah, they crapped out, too. They, so. they did. They did. Well, I let's, have, I have Usual suspects, if you haven't figured that out. You definitely do, and I, I, I'm writing them down right now as, as some lines have changed from what we talked about, so I didn't write them down earlier, so I'm writing them down now so I can not be caught with my pants down again like last week. Saying, oh, what's the spread, 14? No, it's 16. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> like I said, my secretary just sent those to me earlier today, about 6.45 in the afternoon. But we're going to start this week in the Big 12 we're going to go Texas Tech at number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is yep. a 27 and a half point favorite at home in Texas yep. Tech, which you would think would be a high flying offensive game. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a Big 12 game. Of course it is. It's, it's what these people do. It's, it's insane, you know. We're looking at a 27 and a half point spread, and you got Oklahoma coming off a of bye week. Uh-uh. I mean, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's get let's get ready to rumble here. Jalen Hurts is going to be ready to rock. You know, Oklahoma uh, at home, first conference game too, uh, in their fifth game. So they're going to be ready to make a statement right here. And Jalen Hurts, we all know he's all about making statements this year. The numbers this guy's putting up is like a video game. So I am uh, I'm going to take I'm going to go ahead and take it. 27 and a half, mark it down, put me down for Oklahoma. Ooh, Oklahoma, cover that 27 and a half. I'm circling that right now. Yep. Good pick. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, is putting I, – I played video games a lot back in the day. I can't believe I stopped because I'm <laughs> having the twitches. I don't know if my numbers were that good. And I was – Casey Cregan was, was a hell of a quarterback for Clemson, put up, put up some numbers, won the Heisman about nine years in a row. <laughs> Moving on, Big Ten. Northwestern at number eight, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Yep, yep. At home, uh, big game last week, right? Little uh, little letdown coming here, I'm feeling it. Uh, Northwestern has actually won three of the last meetings versus Wisconsin. Can you believe that? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't recall any of them, but no. if someone wrote it down, it must be true. Uh, 
But yeah, they uh, they also haven't lost to Wisconsin by more than 21 points since 2013. So I will be taking Northwestern right here, going with history stats and plus a little letdown. You know, that was a big game last week. They're they are probably happy to be back at home uh, again. But um, I just I think this is going to be a little tighter than you think, and maybe like a, a late touchdown to keep it inside the points. But uh, I'm going to take Northwestern here. Good pick. Good pick there. I agree. And one thing that JJ put on the website, too, if you've never seen Wisconsin at the end of the third quarter, they do that jump around. It's actually yeah. pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. I saw them in their student section in a bowl game do it once. It was it was pretty neat. It was neat that the bowl played the song and they were able to do it. So it's actually a pretty cool thing if you get a chance to see it. It's a neat little tradition that they do there. Kind of one that you don't see. Moving on to the ACC, we're going to number one Clemson University, 27-point favorites as they travel to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina and Mac Brown. Yeah, uh, I think we had talked about this too. Uh, JJ brought it up. Uh, Dabo never uh, won at Chapel Hill. How many times has he played there, though? Once. <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to change this time, folks. Uh, got Clemson going to win this game handily. Uh Three and one versus the spread this year. The Tigers are uh, have allowed more than fourteen points in any game this year, and we know that they can put up the points with the best of them. So I, I see Dabo playing every every player he brings with him. He <laughs> seventy-two, Mac, yeah, seventy-two, seventy-three, whatever. He respects Mac Mac Brown. We know they're boys. Okay, they love each other. That's what worries me a little bit. He's not going to want to run it up too much, but he's still going to make a statement in an away game. It's all going to kind of depend on the, the third-string defense, I think, <laughs> late in the game, if they give up that backdoor touchdown to ruin the spread here. But I'm going to take Clemson and, and the uh, 27 points. Four touchdowns, that's not much for this offense. Uh, they can ring that up pretty quick. We've seen that before. So we I'm going to take Clemson. Nice. Good pick there. We saw it last week a little bit where they really took their foot off the gas and yep. still threw up 50 points. So, I mean, it was Charlotte, but still. Uh, that should be good. UNC started out the gates pretty good with a big win versus South Carolina, which we're seeing maybe not a big win, and then beat Miami only mm-hmm. to lose to Wake Forest and Appalachian State in consecutive weeks, even though that Wake Forest game wasn't an ACC game, which is funny to me. But moving on to stay in the ACC, kind of. UVA, number 18, they travel to Notre Dame. Back-to-back mm-hmm. big games for Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 12.5-point favorite in that game. Yeah, this is one of your two uh, ranked versus ranked games this week. Uh, UVA 18, Notre Dame at 10. Like I said, um, UVA, this is their first trip to Notre Dame. So they're going to be all fired up. You know that. Fired I mean, up. yeah, you're, you're going you're going to Notre Dame. It's, you know, the legend of, of playing there. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's got to feel good, you know. But there's a little blood in the water after, uh, after Georgia beat Notre Dame. So maybe there's some tape out there. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of UVA. I've seen some some highlights. Their quarterback looks pretty solid. Um, Perkins. Yeah, Perkins. Thank you. I I I think this is going to be a really good game, dude. I, this is this is what I definitely want to watch. Uh, I got UVA here, and they're going to go ahead and keep it inside the twelve and a half. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they eke one out here, man. This could be a really tight ball game. I think. Wow. But, yeah, yeah. I'm that's, just putting it on record. That's your Notre dog. That's win. your dog of the week. Yeah, they, they should win. Notre Dame should win. But I wouldn't be shocked if uh, this is a big letdown here and, and down we go with the Irish. We'll see, though. Uh, they should win, but they're not going to win by 12 and a half, I don't think. All right. 
Right, we got UVA covering that 12 and a half. And, oh, or, yeah. And oh, last but not least, in the Big Ten, Ohio State is 17 point favorites. That line moved down at Nebraska. Yep. Game day will be in the house for this one. Uh, this is your featured, I'm sure, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, Chris Fowler game on uh, at 8 o'clock at night on Saturday. I am not exactly excited for it. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> Big Ten, I mean, it needs to stay in the noon slot for me. It's kind of like watch with one eye open, maybe catch a nap and try and catch the later games. But everybody's talking about Justin Fields. Guy is explosive and is having a heck of a season so far. I got Ohio State here covering 17. Even though it's at Nebraska, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of taking such a big spread on the road, but Ohio State looks pretty freaking solid this year, man. They, uh, they're going to they're gonna put it to them, I think. Nebraska is still kind of a mess. I, I really can't figure them out. Scott Frost went over there, and it's just kind of been up and down, bumpy road for the guys. They were the sweet. They were the darlings in the preseason. Yeah, yeah it's it's not looking real good for them though. But I think Ohio State's going to go in there and, and, and mow them down, and it will be a statement game because it will be the primetime game. And I wouldn't have doubt if our uh, our uh, you know statement next week for. Uh, you know, the, the overreaction might come straight from this game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just guessing. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. We shall see. But let's review Locke's picks of the week. Oklahoma covering 27.5 points. He's got a, points. He's got Northwestern covering 24.5, being given 24.5 and, and covering that. Clemson covering t- uh, 27. They're getting 27 points covering that. UVA to cover the 12.5 point spread that they're being given. And Ohio State. Minus 17 as they travel to Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. Everybody keep your fingers crossed, man. I need all the juju I can get to turn this thing around. Yeah, we need it. We need a 0 and 5. I mean, a 5 and 0 week what? here. Come <laughs> on, man. Speaking of 5 and 0, let's do our weekly Bluefield Beavers update. It wasn't on the it wasn't on our sheet here, so I want to do it just a friendly reminder. This is coming straight from our boy Eddie Lockett. They are in Bluefield, West Virginia, the 11-time West Virginia State football champions. The Bluefield Beavers return home to the Mitchell for the first time in four weeks Friday night as they play host to the Richland Blue Tornadoes. Beavers hold a 26-7 record over the Tornado. Beavers won the first 15 games between the two schools, and then Richland's first win came in 86. They're 7-11 versus the Beavers since. Friday night will be the 124. 1,025th game for the Bluefield Beavers. In, 20, in 2017, Richland came to the town for their 1,000th game, and the Beavers won 28-14. Hey. Yeah, Richland dominated the southwestern part of Virginia. In 2017, they went 3-7, and seven, but in those six of those seven losses, they led with two minutes to go, or the games went to overtime before falling. All seven losses were to teams ranked number one or number two in their respective classes. Friday night's game will have arguably the two best kickers in West Virginia and Virginia, respectively, on the same field. Bluefield's Colin Paris, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, Colin, will be headed to West Virginia, and the kid from Richlands is going to Marshall, probably. That's it. So, Bluefield Beavers, big game tomorrow. Talked to Eddie via text last week, and he was saying it's going to be a bloodbath. So, no love lost between those two schools. Can't wait to follow him tomorrow night. That's right, we're taping on Thursday. 
<laughs> he's got some stats, man. Holy Dude, he, smokes. He, I have more. Like, I, I t- read that off of his Facebook page, but I have more, like, in our text messages back and forth. Just, uh, I mean, he wrote me this awesome thing about their, their remaining schedule. And so he's, he's, uh, we appreciate him very much because he's a lot of fun. I know I said that every single week since Lox has been on here. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. If you know him personally, if, even if you don't, he's he's a heck of a guy. Uh, he's fantastic, and I know he's very appreciative of us mentioning him and his Bluefield Beavers on our show. So uh, we appreciate him. He's a lot of fun. So we wouldn't do it. It's not a, it's not a joke. It's actually something that we enjoy, and I really like it. So yeah. Cool. Um, there's our Bluefield Beavers week game of the week. I guess what is it? I don't know who we. Let's try to get JJ in here. What do you think? Try to get, try to get this man up in here. I don't know if, if my thing works, but we'll try. Bring it on. We will try. Call right now. There it is. There it is. There he is. So we got our boy. Okay. Uh, after a lot of uh, research doing tonight, uh, I'm here. Yeah, there he is. That's what he was doing. He was out on location. Um, just now he's joining us. JJ shit. joins the sh- joins the shit show. How are you, pal? Oh, I was just doing some research at the University of Tampa's women's volleyball team. Uh, yeah, doing some uh, locker room analysis, and uh, I'm back. That's good. We appreciate your analysis. We'll have to get that during our weekly uh, visit with you for the women's volleyball. Yeah, yeah. If you notice the redness in my eyes, that was called pepper spray. There you go. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, you're joining us late, so you don't even know what the hell we said, nor does it matter. Maybe you can listen no, to it matter. later on and figure it out. But we're at, on on the scorecard, we are at number five, the funniest things from week four. You guys brought up Gardner Minshew, who is the <laughs> former Washington State quarterback, who's now the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Tell me about him. What was funny about him? Well, who wants to go first, Zach? Besides, besides the he, he fact had, that he looks like he's getting real comfortable in Jacksonville with those shorts. He had jean shorts on that were very, very tight. Why were you looking that far down, Zach? It was so obvious. I think you the, couldn't. You couldn't help he's it. He's living the dream. He's he's living the Jacksonville dream. Yes, that's so awesome. Do you hear? Do you ever? I mean. Once again, I'm going, do you ever hear what those people do at a Jacksonville Jaguars game? What do they do? They stretch out their county name. Like, it's like Duval. I'm like, what is the purpose of that? <laughs> what, what is, are you just that ashamed of the city, the major city in your county that you have to just scream out Duval? I don't know if you're making any friends with that comment. What'd I say? I don't know. That Duval, we got some people out there. They, they have a great hat. Called, Duval. Yeah. They called it Miami Wade County back when Dwayne Wade was running roughshod over the NBA. Yeah, they were. But we digress. Anyway. I've already used that tonight. Just so once? Gardner, just once. Gardner Minshew was pretty funny. <laughs> if you ever look it up, if you haven't seen it, maybe we'll put it as our, our picture this week. We don't know. Hey. Yeah, let's keep the curse going for Wazoo. That was fantastic. That's right. And then the second thing that we thought was pretty funny was the Tennessee Volunteers. It was a meme that was going out there. There's the quarterback, backup quarterback, that was handed a, a rotary phone. 
Locke still loves it. <laughs> Dude was handed a rotary phone and he had no idea what to do with it. Uh, well, come on. I think it's up to State Tennessee to advance their their communication skills. I have to look to see who it is. I've never seen a phone that big before. I have to look to see who it was, but if it was Guarantano, who's the quarterback, the kid's from Jersey, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was him. I think it was somebody else, but I'd have to look again. But it was pretty funny. The guy literally, like, puts this big rotary phone to his face, but he doesn't take the phone itself off of the hook. (laughs) The receiver off. He does. He's, like, talking into it, like, Ma, can you come get me out of Tennessee's football program? (laughs) The, the timing couldn't be any better, better for a team that's struggling so bad, and for that to happen. Obviously, he's he's trying to see if the thing's ringing because he can't hear. But we we hope at least. We hope. But God knows the timing's so perfect. Like Tennessee, the state of Tennessee's football team. You know, it was like yeah. Florida State a couple weeks ago when the guy lines up backwards. And yeah. they Do that. You know. Yeah, but God. You, you, so you can't say the Tennessee crowd was making so much noise they didn't hear the phone ring. It was it was at Florida at least. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Well, there you have it. The funniest things from the weekend. JJ joining us late in the game, but we're glad to have him back. We're going to get into our top twenty-five games. Then they're going to argue about something, and then we'll uh, close out the show. So this week, Wait, who am I arguing with? With locks, like you do. That's how we end the show. Is where you lock, uh, you argue about something, you smell on like the backside of his toes. And anyway, top twenty-five games this week. Anything intrigue you? I know we go number one, Clemson at North Carolina. Talked about that in locks picks of the week. He picked Clemson to win and cover the twenty-seven point spread. Twenty-eight now, from what I heard tonight on there, the radio. There you go. Locked it in already. Point, huh? We, Too late. We already locked it. <laughs> we locked it. We locked it at twenty-seven on the show. It is. It's, it's already, already locked recorded. with what bookie and Savannah, Georgia. That's correct. Hey, cool. I like uh, I like number seven. I like I like Auburn, Mississippi State. That's gonna be a good game. Of course, I do. Yeah, is that the three thirty game? I think so. Well, cause I. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say because uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, Kentucky going for a six peat is at night, isn't it? Yeah, it's 7.30. Yep, it is. I, I'm interested in the K-State-Oklahoma State game. Does K-State keep going with the former coach at uh, North Dakota State? 3-0. and 3-0. and I think that, that that's going to be an interesting Big 12 game. He's having some luck there early on. And that was I'll say, uh, not to be a, a huge fan of the Big Ten or anything, but we got a little Friday night football tomorrow. You got Penn State at Maryland. Penn State six and a half point favorite. That could be a good game. The, what Maryland team shows up? That's exactly right. They might score sixty points. You never know. Yeah, what exactly? What Maryland team does show up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's Heckle and Jai with Heckle and uh, Jekyll and Hyde with them right now. As soon as I pick up the language. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's heckle and jide, no doubt. Uh, we don't know yeah. what Maryland team's going to show up. Is it the team that <laughs> put way too many points on a, another team, or is it a team that didn't put enough points on Temple? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, th- those guys. Those Simple math. <laughs> okay, shut up. I love the I love the Notre Dame Virginia game. I know JJ's a homer for Notre Dame, but. Uh, is it? Could it be a letdown? Virginia's supposed to win the Coastal Division. It's a big game for them, no doubt about it. But we'll see what happens. It's at Notre Dame Stadium. 
Uh, I think UVA covers. I'm not saying wins, but I think they cover. Yeah, Locks had it the, before where he said that he thinks the same. Just because uh, Notre Dame's got to be worn out from that game last week. I called a little upset special there, just in case they win. That no. way I could say I called it, but they probably won't win. <laughs> not really. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't really. He said he That's said they okay. would cover and maybe eke out a victory, but he didn't say necessarily that it was an upset. But, yeah, no, he, I, he, he's covered. I called it. I called it. I, his bases are covered, yeah. <laughs> what about what about Coach Pirate against Utah? Any interest? I have a lot you of interest because Coach Pirate so already. I like Kyle Whittingham at, at Utah. I think that's a big game for them to keep rolling. And Washington State needs to do something. You know they're going to score. We talked about yeah. the nine touchdowns. You know they're going to score. It's Utah supposedly had one of the top defenses in the country. It just feels like out there in the Pac-12, no one wants to win it. Yeah. Well, that's the case every year. Cal is 4-0. But Solid Cal. They ba- they're barely eked by one of the bottom feeders of the SEC. We we got the one that uh, we haven't talked about this week, the other ranked versus ranked. You got number 21 USC at Washington, number 17 Washington, USC under third quarterback. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. Who knows? No. Yeah. I know. Is is Herb going to be at the game? Did we figure out where Herb's going to go? <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. That's next week when you f- do a full show with us. We're okay. going to start our new segment. Here we go. I, I go to one happy hour and drink to oblivion. And no, oh, wait a minute. Oh wait. Oh wait. Wait wait. I tell you, the game I'm really looking forward to are the beeves going to eat their way through some Stanford wood. There you go. There you go. What? I, I don't know. Oregon State Beavers going St- against the Stanford tree. The tree. The wood. Yeah. The wood. Hard-hitting analysis. Hard-hitting. <laughs> Is the bird going to peck the, the, the beef? Is the bird? I don't know if the bird's going to peck the beef. Can a bird peck a beef? It's a great question, and I'll have to get you the answer next week. I think we. I need to think we need to bring like an Audubon Society member, uh, a bird attacking a beaver. Next week we'll bring. You better him have on. a long beak. We'll bring it up. Yep. What? Maybe a pelican. Yeah, maybe a pelican can. Peck How about a Florida and Towson? Anybody? Anybody interested in that? Great game. game. Great game. Did you spell that right? Is it Towson? Is it Townsend? Yeah. It's Towson. It's Towson. It's in Maryland. Person. I don't it's, like. it's a place. It's a place. Okay. Towson, Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Baltimore. Good story. All right. You, you feel safe there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was lacrosse, there would be no match. The Gators would get yeah. stomped, but it's not lacrosse. True. Hey, Locks, what did you say about Ohio State and Nebraska? Uh, Ohio State will mow them down. I, I Okay, I agree with you. Thank God. Dustin Fields. That's next week's... Uh, Next week's overreaction. That's my prediction. The only thing I hope for is Tornado to just suck both teams up. Hey, God bless. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Dorothy. You got a real real good opportunity, to be honest with you. Yo, hell yeah, it's in Nebraska, isn't it? Yeah. It is in Nebraska. Hey, I'll tell you a good Big Big Ten game. That'll be Minnesota-Purdue. That should be kind of fun. How about the new favorite, favorite player? What? The new favorite player of the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Chubba. Chubba Hubbard. 
Chubba Hubbard. I love it. Say it five times fast. Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba, Chubba Hubbard. I can't. And Chubba, and Chubba's a poke. Yep. He is. He, he is. He's a poke. Yeah. It's yeah, a, so. They also have, who, what, what was the other name you dropped today? Who? The quarterback, Aesop Winston Jr., receiver. Sorry, he's a receiver. Aesop Winston Jr. leads the country with eight touchdowns. That's solid analysis. I mean, there are some awesome names that oh, are yeah. just fantastic. But my two favorites are, yeah, are my two favorites are the Chubba Hubbard and Aesop Winston. But it, you reminded me there because Rondell Moore is as good as it comes. The receiver, a little scat back from Purdue. Yeah, he's all right. He's just been solid all year long. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Isaac watched Jonathan Taylor, or we just we passed that. We, we passed it. We passed it. But huh. throw your two cents in. You came late to the game. I'll take your two cents. Oh, Joe Burrows. Keep going with Joe Burrows. Yeah, we have him. Puka it yet? Puka's got to be talked about. No, we haven't talked about Puka yet. He hasn't beaten any women recently. Wow. Yeah, see, you beat a woman, you fall out of grace on this show. Why do you fall out of grace? You can't beat women. You can't beat women. No, you can't. Just in just in sports. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It stinks that you only had 10 minutes on this show, 12 minutes on this show, but we're happy that we can get any, any yeah. bit out of you. No, I appreciate it. Glad you waited up for me. Locks, I can't tell you how happy I am that you stayed up way past your bedtime. Hey, I'm about to turn into a pumpkin, though. It really is past both yeah, of times. Yeah, it's your head. It is going to turn into a pumpkin already. <laughs> you just paint that thing orange. Yeah. <laughs> to match those orange corduroys you wear in game day. Those that would be strong. fantastic if you did that hey. when you traveled to Clemson for the Waffle hey, game. Do we, do we all know that the UAB Blazers are actually undefeated? We didn't. That's solid. we got to check them out next week. Yeah, we oh. might have to who the quarterback is for that team. Yeah. Yeah, if he's up for the Heisman. Well, they were didn't have a team for a year or two. Yeah, a couple of years. And now they're back. I don't think the fans realized it either. <laughs> you can't be saying stuff like that when I'm drinking my water. <laughs> what I say? I almost spit it all over my computer, and God knows I need more technical difficulties. <laughs> Life is difficult for us. That's why we do this. It is difficult for us. Week five is almost here. It's over. I can't believe we're already in week five. I know we said it all year long last year, but holy crap, we're already at week five. Before you know, it'll we'll just be going. It'll be, we'll be talking about Clemson, Alabama, five. From your lips to God's ears, my friend. Do you really <laughs> want Alabama back there? Yeah, whatever. Oh, hey, do you, about the rock, do you hear about the rock, paper, scissors game that the receivers at Alabama are doing now? No. Yeah, bored. They're they're bored. So they have rock paper scissors in the huddle to see who gets the ball. <laughs> For who gets to run the deep route? Yeah, who gets to run? Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. It's like wow, you arrogant little. Yes. Speaking of arrogant little pricks. Pricks. That's, that's it for us this week on the show. All right, good times. It was good. I'm sorry we only got a couple minutes of JJ. Next week we'll get a full compliment unless he's getting another job somewhere. But 
or I'm getting the pink slip from the show. I'll just yeah. become the No, you're not, that's not going to happen. You've already tried Damn to do it. that when you can't do it. But from all of us here at the Chava Beef Show, say good night, JJ. Good night, JJ. Good night, JJ. Hey, hold on. Hey, locks. Yeah. That thing on the side of your head, is that still growing? Holy shit.